if you're having feelings about not being successful or if you're having feelings about like, what am I doing with my life? I'm turning 30. Post them to your fucking burner account. Just take it to the group chat. Be like, hey, I wrote a couple of songs. Do you want me to play them on my piano for you? Don't fucking post them to Maine. Don't make a fucking demo CD. Otherwise, Lin-Manuel Miranda is going to find your fucking Twitter account and he's going to make a musical about all of your insecurities after you're dead. to you pre-recorded in the now known time before a new season of Blaseball. This is, this is a cultural event, a Blaseball recap podcast. I'm your host, Evan Saft. My pronouns are they, them. Joining me as always is your other host, Eli. Hello, everybody. My name is Eli Lee. My pronouns are also they, them. I am your resident Tick Tick Boom hater. What? You have mentioned this. I have no idea what Tick Tick Boom actually is. That's great. I'm going to mind that for content before we get started with the actual episode. Is it a song? Is it... Okay, I'm going to take you through the long and short of Tick Tick Boom. I did mention this in my intro for last episode, and I decided not to get into it because I didn't want to have my first unhinged screed of the podcast in front of guests. Mm. So It's not for company? It's not for company, so I figured I'd do it when it was just... Just us on the podcast. So Tick Tick Boom is one of Jonathan Larson's lesser known musicals. Tick Tick Boom preceded Rent and it was sort of like a more emotionally charged play that Jonathan Larson penned. I also don't necessarily like Rent. But you can tell what a success Tick, Tick, Boom was because every single article about Tick, Tick, Boom mentions rent in some capacity. Mm. Mm. So Tick, Tick, Boom, There's this is going to be a whole thing. Okay. All right. So Tick, Tick, Boom is, I think, like one of the first musicals that Jonathan Larson ever penned. It is now getting a feature film adaptation that is being directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. For Netflix. Uh, I know this because Netflix spent what I assume is like equivalent to the GDP of smaller countries to film an ad advertising just all the new movies that they have coming out. And Lin-Manuel Miranda was there, of course, and Lin-Manuel Miranda did his usual, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda, oh my god, I'm so starstruck, I'm surrounded by celebrities, oh, gee willikers, to advertise the fact that he is directing Tick, Tick, Boom, which is a passion project of Lin-Manuel Miranda's, apparently. This is what he's been angling towards for, like, much of his professional career. All he had to do was make one of the most successful Broadway plays ever. Yeah, all he had to do was create a musical that won a Pulitzer and got every single white person on Tumblr in 2015 obsessed with it. I thought you were about to say, got every single white person into rap. 
Possibly that too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's that. A, a significant portion of, of white people got turned on to rap because of Hamilton. There was the crowd that got really into Eminem and no other rap artists. And then, then there were people who got really into Hamilton and no other rap. Yeah, which full disclosure, having been a white person who was on Tumblr in 2015, I was one of those white people who was obsessed with Hamilton. That was before my one-sided blood feud with Lin-Manuel Miranda began because <laughs> I remember specific... I told you this was an unhinged screed. Specifically, I remember, I think... This was in 2016, right before the election, and I think it was right after the Access Hollywood tapes dropped of Donald Trump talking about how he loves molesting women all the time. And Lin-Manuel Miranda was one of the guests on SNL, and he did this bit where he's walking down the hallway looking at, like, the framed pictures that SNL had of, like, guests and Donald Trump was one of them because Donald Trump was a guest on Saturday Night Live, which is its own set of problems that I'm not going to address right now. And Lin-Manuel Miranda looks at it and he's like, well, he's never going to be president now, which is one of the lyrics from Hamilton, of course. And then mm. the election happened and Donald Trump became president. And uh, I just wanted yeah. to fucking die. None of that has anything to do with Tick, Tick, Boom. It just details how I don't like Lin-Manuel Miranda that much anymore. <laughs> anyway... So, tick, you in tick, Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> Some people don't like Lin Manuel Miranda because of the austerity measures he champions. Some people don't like him because he makes extremely cringy jokes on Saturday Night Live. All right, moving on from politics and musicals. Though I should I should mention I don't know if you know this, Lee, but there was a baseball musical made over the holidays. Yes. I, I actually heard of that. 2020's been a heck of a year for crowdsourced musicals. Yes. Anyways. Oh, no, I need to tell you what Tick, Tick, Boom is actually oh. about. <laughs> I, have to, I have to stop talking about Lin-Manuel Miranda. It's about a bomb, right? And Lin-Manuel Miranda, Miranda is there, and he needs to defuse the bomb? No, so Jonathan Larson, <laughs> so Tick, Tick, Boom, I think, is one of the most insulting musicals that's ever been written, because it's about a guy who is having a, not even a midlife crisis. He's turning 30 and he needs to have written and staged a professional Broadway musical before he hits 30 or his entire life is a complete failure. And he is surrounded by a cast of characters who I don't think have much in the way of personalities. He has one friend who is like, quote unquote, the sellout, like he decided that he was going to go become a business guy in the city and he makes lots of money, but he's emotionally unfulfilled because he's not chasing his passion. And it's very remarkable to me that Tick, Tick, Boom takes place in a universe where people apparently don't have hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you need to create, like, your magnum opus by the time you're 30 and get noticed by Stephen Sondheim, or you're a failure, and you will never amount to anything. And I think that that concept isn't, like, incredibly insulting as a human being. I think that concept is incredibly insulting as someone who came out, like, right before they hit 30. I think that it's also incredibly insulting because the music sucks. I also like the idea that, you know, making it to Broadway is not in some way selling out. Yeah, like, that's the thing. It's it's so weird because Tick, Tick, Boom is, like, just this incredibly capitalistic musical. I don't want to become, like, a left podcaster guy on the Blaseball Recap podcast. 
But the the idea that the things that you're passionate about creating have to be on some level commercially successful for them to have been worth it is just so mind-bogglingly insulting to me. And I don't get how this musical gets bandied around by, like, a whole bunch of people that I have a lot of respect for, both, like, personally and creatively, because they would always talk about how they loved this musical and they hadn't hit 30 yet, but I had. And I was like, so do you want me to stick my head in the microwave or what? (laughs) Like, I don't, like... You can't you can't have a hobby. You can't just do something for the the sake of liking it. You have to constantly be wanting to make it as commercially successful as possible. Notable that Larson did write this when he was 30 apparently. Yeah. I also I guess this is also a bad time to mention, hey listeners, we've passed the amount of episodes that we can do for free on uh Pinecast. So hey, if you want to throw us a tip and turn our hobby into some amount of capitalistic success just in the sense that I, I'll have to start paying to host our thing now, we'd appreciate it. Listeners um. <laughs> Help Jonathan Larson's ghost smile down at us by giving us money and making our baseball recap podcast a commercial success. I like that we're very much in the the commercial success of if we're not losing money, it's a success. Anyways. Is that not the definition of success? Oh man, it's you know what the problem is is that we can't really trampoline from this to a more lucrative thing and leave this to crash and burn because we actually care about things. Are you saying that there might be a trampoline involved in this podcast in the future? Because I could get behind that. I'm saying that I don't think this is going to get us on Hello from the Magic Tavern. Ah, guys, have me on. I can can have more unhinged screeds about musicals. Anyways, so hey, hey, listeners. So remember, news from Blaseball is that we have a new date, a likely date on when Blaseball will be returning, which is February 22nd. Notably, that means that there's still basically a month between when we're recording this and when Blaseball is actually going to happen. So we've got some time to fill with some weird things for this podcast. And, you know, we spent some time last episode having, like, an actually important conversation about labor organization and how people are are making a difference through their interaction with the baseball. So this week... Lee, what do, we, what do we have on the docket this week? So last week, personally, I think that I punched above my weight class regarding the caliber of guests that we have on this podcast. We had excellent conversation with like two really fucking dope union organizers. But this week, it's just me and Evan. So we're going to take a baseball quiz together. <laughs> I found a quiz on uquiz.com. The personality quiz is, which tragic baseball figure are you? And I thought it would be fun if we took this together. This quiz is Galaxyline, is the individual who created this quiz. So shout out. Thank you for doing this. Evan, I'm going to read you the quiz introduction. Okay. Tell me how you would play this game, and I will assign you a player who has seen it all. Not responsible for any incinerations, feedbacks, blood drains, or shellings that happen in the course of this quiz. And then there is a content warning for canon typical death, unreality, some generally morbid answers. There are nine possible results, so let's hope we get two of them. (laughs) Alright, so I'm, I'm pulling up the quiz now. 
So I was actually going to say, I've got both, I've got two windows open, oh, one with oh, my excellent. name and one right. with yours, because I don't want to spoil the questions for you. I want right. to, I want to read them out loud. I will, I will not pull it up then. Okay, cool. So I've got you open in one window and I've got me open in the other one. So we're going to start the quiz. Okay. So question one, you look up at the sky, at the clouds and the coming storm. What type of weather do you see? And your answers are birds. I was about to say, I don't even need to know what the other answers are. It's birds. I I knew birds was going to be on there, and it's birds. It's birds weather. Okay, so we've got uh, birds, eclipse, feedback, peanuts, or blood drain. You picked birds. I'm going to go with eclipse because I've been listening to the Twilight soundtracks recently. Wait, the wait, the like the soundtracks from the movies Twilight? Yeah, those slap. All right. I, yeah, all right. I'm gonna be honest, I've never watched- Movies, not good. Soundtracks, totally rip. I've literally only watched those with riff tracks, so I did not have time to appreciate the soundtrack with- Oh, I've never watched the Twilight movies. Okay. I just, I found a track listing of them online when they were, like, still in theaters, and I was like, oh, I this actually sounds pretty good. So, yeah, I just started listening to the uh, Twilight soundtracks. All right. Question two. You are on the field and you get a sense that something bad is about to happen. You, A, fight it and look back. B, push on and look forward. Hmm. You know what? Crabs can't look back. We have no necks. We, we, gotta, <laughs> we gotta push forward, which for crabs is sideways. So Push on and to the left. Soldier sideways on. This is, I like this question because it is basically describing how it feels to have like you know that a really bad anxiety attack is coming on. Well, so, so, Leah, what are you picking? Are you, are you... I'm picking Fight It and Look Back because whenever I get this at my work, I immediately start checking my emails to, like, see what it is that I missed. Interesting. Lee, I don't know if you know this, but your typically favorite team, the Hades Tigers, their slogan is Never Look Back. Oh, maybe I'm not Tigers material. You know what? I've been playing a lot of Hades, so we know that looking back doesn't end well. Okay, question three. At every game, one item on you keeps you grounded. Your lucky charm. What is it? A singed piece of fabric from a past you wish you could forget. An old coin to give to the boatman in case you don't make it out. <laughs> a loose thread frayed off your mitt from seasons of use. A novelty keychain of a character you can't quite remember the name of. A batting glove on one hand with the palms worn through. A Polaroid photo of someone you've left behind. Your hat, bleached and faded till the logo is barely visible. A shard of metal knocked off the barrier between the field and the stands. Or a smooth stone taken from the shore of your home. Hmm. Ooh, this is a, this is a hard choice. Um. I, I'm... I'm very tempted to, you know, pick off-brand mascot in some variety. You got it at the merch table of a con. Yeah, right? Like, I have so many of, of things like that, of just like, yeah, here's some random... Notably, Lee, uh, we might have been at this convention together. You might have recalled me getting the enamel pin of a goat asking if you want to live deliciously. Oh, yes! Having <laughs> not actually <laughs> seen the witch at that point, and just thinking it was hilarious that a goat was asking me if I wanted to live deliciously. Wow, this seems like a really in-character thing for a goat to say. I love it! <laughs> but I, I would be... Lying if I said it was not 
in my character to be picking up random pieces of metal. So so we're going up with the piece of metal taken from the barrier. Okay, we've got a crab pushing on forward, <laughs> holding a shard of metal in one of its claws, like a little it's knife. It's almost like a knife. Crab knife. I It's crab size. Yeah, I can pick a glove on one hand with the palms worn through, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, I'm I am going to pick a smooth stone just because I'm constantly picking up cool rocks yeah. and taking them with me. Rocks are very of uh, I think, you know, there there can be diplomacy had between the metal picker-uppers and the rock picker-uppers. Yeah. <laughs> also, as a a person who came from the north shore of Long Island, there are stones all over the place. It's called glacial deposits. We're learning about musicals and geology in this episode of the podcast. Yes, as long as they're within the vicinity of New York. Yes. <laughs> Between innings, you think back to your time as a rookie, right when you joined the team. Why did you join? I was champing at the bit. I wanted to see my name in lights. Put me in, coach. I'll show them all. I was happy in my home, but I had aspirations of something bigger. I looked to the sky and wished with my eyes shut tight. I wanted to prove myself to the team to the league, but more than anything, to me. That's none of your business. Why are you asking me this? <laughs> and I don't remember back that far. Oh, man. So, funny story, like, I, I, just because, again, I don't have the memory for someone who's making a recap podcast. I lost my glasses three times today. <laughs> So we're going to say I don't remember, I can't remember that far back, because if it was yesterday, I might have already forgotten. <laughs> I'm going to answer, that's none of your business, why are you asking me? <laughs> Mind your fucking business. <laughs> Could you tell me? I don't remember. <laughs> I Listen, I'm here. Baseball. Woo! <laughs> Question five. There is a flicker of violet in the back of your vision. A shimmering cord cuts across the sky, and when you look down, you're wearing the uniform of a different team. How do you feel? It was bound to happen, I guess. Maybe this one will work out right? I can't imagine being away from my team. Please, send me back. And what? What just happened? You know what? I think we're solidly in a, well, this might as well happen territory on my end. You know what? As much as I want to go back, this is where it is now. This is life. That's what all the people say. Okay, um, I'm actually also going to pick that one. I take kind of a fatalistic view of things like that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, whatever. <laughs> I like that both of our interpretations of this was not the, this isn't a new chance, it's a new possibility. It's just like, ah, fuck it, whatever. You're like the nihilistic French cinema of baseball players. We're all standing <laughs> in the outfield with our berets on, smoking cigarettes. I it was bound to happen, I guess. This is life. <laughs> Where is Steve Buscemi? Where is Steve Buscemi? <laughs> I am a big fan of his work. Buscemi. Okay, uh, question six. Sometimes, when you see someone go up in smoke, you wonder about the gods. What are they thinking? How can I get up there and give them a piece of my mind? <laughs> Is this a joke to you? Because we're not laughing. When will this end? Is this ever going to end? And 
I don't think about the gods much. I'm going to speak to the manager. <laughs> I'm Jewish. I will question God. Yeah, this is, yeah, you, you're approaching this in the, the Jewish um, sense of wrestling with God, and I am approaching this from the goyish New Yorker sense of, I want to kick this guy's ass. <laughs> Let me at him. Fuck you. Wait, well, who are you? Are you in charge of this fucking, pl- are you in charge of this fucking game? What the fuck is manager? wrong with you? Where is your manager? I want to. I don't care if you're the manager. I want to talk to your boss then. You got five fucking minutes before my cousins show up, okay? All right. Question seven. <laughs> Crying in baseball is expected, forbidden, redacted. Oh, uh, we got. We got. It's expected. That's the game. You're gonna cry. You're gonna cry. You're gonna cry. Evan, in a bleak of their own, it's explicitly said there's no crying in baseball. I've never seen a bleak of your own. I watched the Sland lot, and there's plenty of crying. And then a dog. A dog. A dog. All right, I'm I'm picking redacted because I think that's funny. <laughs> Solid choice. If and when you die, how do you think your team will remember you? In a blaze of glory. I hope they chant my name. As someone who loved their team and their friends, I just hope they liked me. And I don't want to be remembered. (laughs) The Irish goodbye. (laughs) Who is that person? Who is on this team? I don't fucking know. We got chilling hot dog fingers back. Wasn't there someone else here? No, I don't think so. Ooh, all right. I gotta go. I gotta go. Uh, I want to be remembered in the clacks. So, uh, so we're going. I want. I want them to chant my name. I want to become a meme. I want them to to post my face reacting to things. Blaze of glory, crab boil. Crabs go up. Um, I'm going to go with as someone who loved their team and their friends. Aww. I want everyone to be inconsolable when I die. <laughs> What will you do when this game is over today? I'll go out for dinner with my team. We'll laugh off the stress and try not to think about the next one. I'll hang out with a former team member. I don't like leaving threads unwoven. I'll go off by myself somewhere. I need to think. And I don't know. I haven't thought that far ahead. Oh, Which you I'm know. just going to go ahead and click that for me right now. <laughs> yeah, but it's about the same. You know it's the same for me. I don't fucking know. Fuck, listen, we- (laughs) You cannot reasonably expect me to think that far ahead in the future. We we regularly schedule this recording 30 to 40 minutes before it happens, so- (laughs) All right, question 10, we're in the home stretch. All right. Okay. It's the home home run, It's the home run. We're, We're rounding third base. You fidget with the tape on your bat and think about something you fear. Is it- That I couldn't do enough for the people I love? That I'll be forgotten with no impact? That no one will know my name? That this is all for nothing? That this doesn't mean anything? Or that I will never be the same again? 
Sorry, so were there only two options there? Uh, no, there's four. Okay, the first three were very yeah. similar. Were a very similar vibe. So um, I'll I'll bifurcate them for you. Uh, yes, that please. I couldn't do enough for the people I love is the first option. Okay. That I'll be forgotten with no impact. That no one will know my name for the second. That this is all for nothing. That this doesn't mean anything is the third. And that I will never be the same again is the fourth option. Ooh. All right. Hmm. So here's the thing is that I am terrified of the concept of non-existence. Like, I am a reverse nihilist in that sense. In just like, oh no, like, nothing nothing matters, so... Everything yeah, matters is... so much, specifically me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna pick the, that, that this is all for nothing. Okay, I'm imme- I'm immediately going that I'll be forgotten with no impact, that no one will know my name. Because again, I want people <laughs> you, you fucking <laughs> throwing themselves on my coffin as they lower me into the dirt. If I have to hire someone to do it, I will. <laughs> There's got to be a service for that these days. There has to be. <laughs> like, it's mourner, but without the, the last E or O. I don't know how you spell mourner. Um, I think it's an E. Yeah, I think it's an E. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I was going to do was um, I was going to have a clause in my will, which I technically do. I wrote out like my my wishes should I die before I get my last will and testament in order. And one of them is specifically that whatever is the latest gen console I own, I'm leaving it to a specific friend of mine, but I'm only doing it if he shows up to my funeral dressed as a banana. <laughs> that PS4 could be yours. <laughs> I don't have a PS5. <laughs> That's too expensive. <laughs> I'm gonna wait a couple of years. <laughs> but my PlayStation 4, that could be yours. <laughs> Question. Yeah. Is there a is there an amount in your estate set aside for uh compensating them for the banana costume? No. <laughs> I want to make sure, uh, listen, I I want my funeral to be a classy affair, alright? I'm not going to suppose the size banana costume that a designated mourner is going to need for when they show up, okay? They should get to choose that for themselves. Also, I'm working with a limited amount of funds here after I bought the PS4. <laughs> oh, man. Alright. Okay, question 11. This this is a good um you question. This one is oh, good for okay. you. Pick a tarot card. Ooh, all right. Okay, we've got the world, mm-hmm. death, mm. judgment, temperance, strength, the tower, the hermit, the chariot, and the fool. Ooh, all right. Hmm. So... I was gonna say, my, I think if I was going to pick from, like, just all Tao in general, I probably wouldn't have gone with the Magician or the Star, but I don't think either of those are on there. No. So, it's Oops All Towers, baby! Okay, uh, you are taking the tower. Hold on. Uh, yeah, so, I don't know anything about tarot, so I'm gonna go ahead and pick the chariot because the chariot is Chie's tarot card in Persona 4 and she's best girl. So, 
That's a mm, interesting choice. All right. Wait, what is the, what is even is the chariot? I know that horses are involved because that's. <laughs> it, I assume it means I'm gonna get run over by some horses. <laughs> um. Okay. A uh, chariot, upright, control, willpower, success, action, determination, reversed, self-discipline, opposition, lack of direction. So I guess maybe this wasn't the best card for me, but whatever. Too late. Hit yeah. next. Also, Kanji, best girl. <laughs> well, well, we'll save that for the B roll. <laughs> let me romance Kanji, damn it! I wish I could have. Or at the very least, let me more specifically push Kanji and Naoto together. And let them both be queer rather than fucking cowarding out on that atlas. I couldn't romance Kanji, so I decided to transition and become Kanji. <laughs> Alright, question 12 of 13. Pick a classical mythological figure. Atlas, Achilles, Odysseus, Heracles... Um, Aenus, I think that is Anus. No, not Aenus. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I was gonna make that as Greeks. a joke. <laughs> I think it's Aenus. Um, Icarus. <laughs> Can you spell it? A E N E A S. Oh God! Wow, I have no idea yeah. who the fuck this is. Legendary founder of the ancient Thracian city of Anus. <laughs> Aeneas. That is how it is pronounced. Aeneas. No, no, the Thra- the Thracian city is spelled A-E-N-U-S. Oh no, the Thracian city is absolutely Anus. His name is Aeneas. Aeneas. Oh man. Aeneas, Icarus, Cassandra, Orpheus, or Persephone. Mm. Um you know what? I have I have made the reference on this podcast too many times to pass it up. We are Odysseus springing from the bushes, <laughs> fully nude. This would have been a great... We've been talking about Persona 4. This would have been a great time to bring up Hades. You know, we, 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 got, we got various things. You know, I've been playing Hades all the time. I love, I love Persephone, but... But it's there. You got Odysseus, Master Mariner, and Soldier, Barrel-Chested, whatever fuck other epitaphs that I can't remember at this fuck point. Fuckboy Himbo Odysseus. I am going to go with... I'm going to go with Persephone. Uh, specifically because I enjoy Persephone's theme of sort of like split identity. I too find myself pretending to be a different person when I go visit my mother. <laughs> Did you ever read the Mythomania books? Um, what did the cover look like? Oh, there was a, I mean, so- Was it, like, they orange were... with, like, the Pegasus on the front? No, well, so they were different, uh, so the ones that I had were different for every book, because the Mythomania books, following a, a classic trope that I love, which is the well-known stories from the different perspectives, because those were retellings of classical Greek mythology as told by Hades. Oh, I see! And how everything is very much based in the fact that Zeus is a braggart and a liar. <laughs> I see, we've got, um, have a hot time, Hades. Mm -hmm. Phone home, Persephone. Say cheese, Medusa. Nice shot, Cupid, which sounds like something that I would say in a really shit-headed way to someone. Stop that bull, Theseus. Keep a lid on it, Pandora. Get to work, Hercules. Hit the road, Helen. And get lost, Odysseus. I think that um, the Mythomania books were maybe a little bit after my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My preferred lampooning of history for children came in the form of a series called Horrible Histories. And mm. the one that I had that I'm thinking of right now was called The Groovy Greeks. 
and then immediately followed by the title, The Rotten Romans. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're on question 13 of 13. Gasp. The end. The end. Or the beginning. Tell me what moment in Blaseball made you cry. Oh, is this just open-ended? <laughs> yeah, no, it's open- oh, I'm sorry, I should have mentioned, this is the, um, the essay question. <laughs> Make sure that you phrase your answer in the form of a complete sentence. Goodness. Hmm. <laughs> so, like, oh, I'm trying to think of something that, like, I actually got sad about baseball. Because, like, I honestly really haven't. Everything is sort of building in one compelling story in my part. So, looking for moments of catharsis, or, hmm, alright, alright, alright. We're gonna pick the saddest I've probably been, which is when the crabs lost, good good boy, Oliver not a robot. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and type that when, do you want this verbatim? Uh, yes, specifically it should be good good flesh boy. Oliver, not a robot. Okay, is flesh boy one word, or is, is there a hyphen oh, two, in there? Oh, two, two words. It's, it's flesh and then boy. Okay, flesh and then boy. Oliver, not a robot. That's all one word. Oliver, not a robot, or is not a robot just one word? Not a robot is all one word. Okay. So, your answer is, when the crabs lost, good, good, flesh boy, Oliver, not a robot. Yep. And my answer is, I don't even go here. <laughs> okay, we're gonna get our results. Okay. Okay! So, I guess we're gonna have some discourse. Oh, goodness. Now we get to talk about our our results. Uh, do you want to know mine first, or do you want to know yours? You know what? Let's keep me in suspense. Let's hear you, who you are first. Okay, I got, and I do not know how I did this, Jessica Telephone. <laughs> So I'll read you the the result description for Jessica Telephone. You feel like there's a lot on your shoulders. Okay. Trouble seems to follow your trail. Okay, I gotta give it to them on that one too. You're the red thread that ties a lot of people together, but sometimes you wish nobody knew your name. But when there is finally silence, all you can think about is the sounds outside and what you're missing. You will find that balance soon. Between the signal and the noise and find your voice. The voice that is your own and not just an image of you. Don't touch that dial. You still have a story to tell. And we'll all be here to listen. Alright, many people's main character of baseball, Jessica Telephone, our very own Lee. I got diagnosed with main character syndrome. All right. Actually, I don't see, like, I can't read the other results aside from the one that you got, but I can tell you what all of the possible contenders are. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, let's let's ramp up the tension. Let's find out who I could have been and then who I am. Yes. So we've got Mike Townsend, Mm -hmm. Sebastian Telephone, Pitching Machine, Landry (laughs) Violence, Workman Gloom, Non- that's not a number. Not a number. Jessica Telephone, Nagomi McDaniel, and Jalen Hotdog Fingers. All right. Are you ready? I'm... To learn. I Can one ever truly be ready to have their essence stripped down to its barest essentials and truly be seen? To have one's identity 
defined and made measure. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, you're your pitching machine. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> pitching machine themselves. You are a bright-eyed rookie with a lot of potential. You want to help everyone, but you mess up sometimes. You trip on the cracks in the sidewalk. You worry a lot, and you're scared you lose more than you win when you try. But you're eager to learn and excited when you get a new chance to prove yourself. You feel like you've got a lot to prove, but that you're up to the challenge. Keep chasing it. Maybe he's up on the blood, though. No. <laughs> More blood. What if you have anemia? Oh, goodness. Who knew I was a scab? Uh. All of the discourse is about you. <laughs> I already was. I was on the crabs. There's a crab discourse. Crab course. Oh, man. Well, that was an exciting time to, to learn who we are in the realm of baseball. I was hoping for Mike Townsend, but... You know what? Not everyone can be a credit to the team. Sometimes you just gotta be, you know, a horrible inflation machine that uh, eventually works for an evil god. You know, the funny thing about this is that the results are stacked compared to, like, how many people got them. Mm -hmm. So Mike Townsend was actually the result that most people got. Interesting. Yeah, and it's, um, the order is, it goes like how I read it. Mike Townsend, Sebastian Telephone, Pitching Machine, Landry Violence, Workman Gloom, Not a Number, Jessica Telephone, Nagomi McDaniel, and Jalen Hotdog Fingers. Interesting. So I'm in the top 7%. <laughs> You're a rare type. I am. Oh, goodness. Certified Jessica Telephone. <laughs> I'm gonna update my Twitter bio right now. <laughs> Well, Lee, thank you, thank you so much for running this. It was nice to come to come at this from the other angle. I having no idea what was going on up until the end. You know, I'm glad that for once I could create the content. <laughs> <laughs> I let you take a couple of weeks off of taking notes. Yes, and instead, instead, we just we found our new identities. So, uh, as always, I've been Pitching Machine. I mean Evan Saft. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Names Equipped. You can find both of us on our other podcast rollout, playing a Queer as Fuck Mass campaign. And, uh, Lee, you want to take it from here? Yes. Thank you for listening. As always, I am Eli Lee. You can find me on Twitter at It's Ham Hawks. And until next time, Twitter won't let me put certified Jessica Telephone in my bio because it has too many characters, so I'm gonna just put CJT in there, and we're gonna <laughs> keep it our little secret. You'll know what it means. Thanks to the garages for letting us use their song, and I mean all gods, as our theme. You can find more music that they've written about baseball at thegarages.bandcamp.com.